0: Time now to catch up with our good friend uh, over at the legislature, Global BC's legislative reporter, Richard Zussman. Hello, Richard. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Hey, so we don't have a lot of time, but I, I know uh, the, the budget will be announced uh, later this month. So there's usually uh, many interest groups uh, that are traveling to, uh, to Victoria. And today the BC Chamber of Commerce was there uh, expressing some of their concerns in regards to doing business in BC, specifically under the NDP. What kind of things are they saying?
1: Yeah, so one of the big things is relief around the employer's health tax. So this government brought in an employer's health tax so the British Columbians didn't have to pay MSP premiums. What the Chamber's asking for is an increase on the threshold. So businesses now in the province that have payrolls of less than $500,000 are exempt from paying into the employer's health tax. They want that exemption to be raised up to $1.5 million, which would mean a lot of these small and medium-sized businesses would be exempt from paying into the employer's health tax. They also want... Offsetting financial support, I spoke to a business today uh, you'll see them uh, on the news hour tonight uh, that says that one of the challenges are these compounding costs. so we have minimum wage that's gone up each of the last five years. Uh, we have paid sick days and now we have a new statutory holiday reconciliation day in September. Businesses are supportive of all of these things, but the cost of those things fall on their shoulders and they want to see the province step to the plate and help offset some of those costs that are combined with inflation and other cost of living uh, increases that, that all businesses have experienced in this province.
0: The minimum wage moving forward, it just goes up with, with the rate of inflation, does it not?
1: Yeah, it does, and that's something that this government committed to. And businesses are largely supportive of that to ensure that their employees can pay for uh, their increased costs, but help from that... Is something that businesses are looking for more support from government to offset some of these increases. Uh,
0: in regards to the employer health tax, the moving the um, the budget from five hundred thousand or less uh, for businesses, small businesses, to one point five million, uh, is there any appetite for the government to move on this one?
1: So it's something that they have looked at in the past, but as of now not any clarity but we know there is a budget coming up in a few weeks time that is going to have support all over the place there is a surplus the government's working with and this could be one of those ways the ndp sends a message to business that says look we're listening to you we understand these concerns maybe they don't get all the way to 1.5 million maybe they settle somewhere around 1 million but this is one of those places where the ndp could send a message to the chambers to boards of trade saying look we hear your concerns on this, and we know that small and medium-sized businesses are the lifeblood of our economy. Uh, and they're also voters, Jazz, yes, as politicians are always acutely aware. And so that could be a place where we see some support come budget in a few weeks. Uh,
0: We've got a couple of minutes. Uh, let's touch on a story you worked on for last night's news hour, which is this conversation about Vancouver uh, in the potential rotation for uh, Olympic host city. Uh, what's the chance of this happening?
1: Not very high, it doesn't look like jazz. We had a compelling bid in 2030 uh, from Indigenous communities, the city of Vancouver, the city of Whistler, and the province said no. Uh, The idea of a blank check to make Vancouver a permanent host seems um, not palpable to governments. There would have to be a substantial uh, financial incentive from the IOC for a city like Vancouver to say, sure, will play host every eight years, every 16 years, every 12 years. As you know, in those sort of cycles, uh, political uh, winds change. We have new premiers. We have new governments. We have new mayors, new prime ministers. And with every level of government expected to put money in, it's hard to be consistent and reliable. So there would have to be some long-term stable funding from the Canadian Olympic Committee or the IOC to ensure that Vancouver becomes a permanent host. And I don't see the IOC or the COC providing that stability. And we know it's not coming from government. So I think for sports lovers, it sounds like a cool idea. It would be great to know that Vancouver, you know, hosts the games every 12 or 16 years. But I don't think it's going to be a reality, especially considering that such a strong bid on paper like 2030, couldn't get over the finish line uh, by the provincial government.
0: Well, not not only that, I think the the Olympic Committee also has to show some Uh, sort of transparency in regards to how they operate, years and years of uh, complaints in regards to corruption and transparency, uh, that they're not open enough, and that's, and all they have to do with the cost going up with these Olympics year after year, they end up relying on basically, you know, totalitarian states or dictatorships, if you want to talk about Putin or Xi Jinping, and that's all you got left, or in the case of the World Cup you end up going to, to Qatar, but that's all fossil fuel dollars. Like, democracies and particularly cities just don't have the deep pockets to do this stuff anymore. Not a chance. It's not happening.
1: Now, we're seeing a conversation now about Saudi Arabia getting into the conversation around another soccer World Cup, and I think there's frustration around the world about where big global sport has gone. And we know that these organizations like the IOC, like FIFA, rake in billions and billions of dollars on the back of TV revenues and support from fans and host cities and democracies like Canada, the United States and Europe want to see some of that back. So these organizations have a real problem, Jazz, as you hit on it, trying to find a permanency with these countries could be a solution, but like you said, there's not a lot of trust in the way that these organizations are run.
0: Exactly. Richard, thanks for your time. Jazz, my pleasure as always. Thanks for having me.